Well, I'm going to do part two of Soar Like Eagles. And you might be thinking, why do we have to go through this again? Yes, you do. And do you know why you need to go through it again? I believe knowing how to handle the storms of life so that you soar to greater heights is possibly the greatest skill that you need. Because yeah. if you don't get this skill, it becomes, a storm becomes something destructive and something very damaging in our lives. Rather than making us forward, we go backwards. We shared that scripture last week from Job, what is it, chapter five and verse seven. Man is born to trouble as sparks fly upwards. How many of you agree that that is true? You know, I read this, the reward of getting through your current storm is the next storm. <laughs> it's just the, you think, oh, wow, it's all over. No, it's not over. There's something else that's coming. Uh, just remember that trials and storms are the process. And storms, or, the, or the, the, the promise, is that the soaring is a promise. All right, so you go through storms in order to get the promise, and the promise is soaring. But you know, there are some dangers that if we don't respond right to storms. Let me just outline a few of them to you. Number one is we can end up very bitter as people. And that's not something we want to go down that track, do we? We can turn away from God. How many of you know people have turned away from God because of a storm? Yeah. Or turned away from church? Turned away from serving God? Some, the extreme end, have lost their salvation. All because of a storm. The other thing that can happen is people turn to addictions to dull the pain of the storm. So they turn to drugs. Some turn to alcohol. Others go to gambling. And this is among Christians, folks. Others go to pornography. Maybe sex. Endless video games and just live on social media. These destructive habits. And you know, what's happening here is we do this to dull the pain. Just so we can get through the storm. And you know, in the short term, it does help. It does help us. But the problem is, at the end of it, we end up in a greater bondage and trouble than the initial storm that we were facing. You know that? Some people end up drug addicted. Some people end up far away from God, far worse than the initial storm that they were actually facing in the first place. Just remember that crushing is a stage. It's not a destination. Don't die in the dark because there's another chapter being written for your life and it is a better chapter than your past chapter because the best wine is kept till the last. Don't ever let the devil deny you of that truth. Better days are ahead for you, and you can trust God as you know how to develop the storm to get through those things. You know, one of the best things that you can do for yourself and in serving God, hear me well, one of the best things you can do for yourself and in serving God is to get through your storm and use it to soar like an eagle so you will do it for yourself, but you'll be an inspiration for other people. 
And if you, if you can show others, if God can do it for you, he can do it for someone else. That becomes your testimony. That becomes your story. That becomes your greatest message of all. It's not what you preach from your mind. It's what you've lived out in your life that you impart it to other people. And you're gonna declare to people, I don't care what storm you're going through. Look at me. I got through. I soared like an eagle. I went to a higher place in God. You don't have to live in defeat the rest of your life. You don't have to live miserable the rest of your life. You don't have to live in self-hatred and self-pity and fear and dread the rest of your life because you serve a God in heaven who can get you through the storm so you can rise to a greater place in God. That is the God that I have served now for over 40 years. And you can use your storm, hear me well, to rise to greater heights in God. (laughs) Someone said to me, Don't give up on your dreams. So I went back to sleep. (laughs) You know, having said that, some of the trauma God permits people to go through, you to go through, is beyond extreme. Yeah. It's massive. So I don't want to underestimate or minimize what any of you might be facing in your life. I remember talking to a a woman at a conference I attended. I don't know why she came up to me. She started telling me her story. And she said she faced postnatal depression at possibly the severest level. Now, some of you know what I'm talking about. She said it was so bad She literally wanted to kill her kids. That's intense pain. In the midst of it, somehow she had become a Christian. And another Christian just said to her something like this. You're a Christian now. You will get through this. That's all she heard. It's amazing how God uses some statements for people. You know, that, that statement may not work for you. But for her, it worked. She actually, the, the, the medical profession said, look, we can give you more drugs or we can give you shock treatment. And she said, no, no I don't want either of those. she became become a Christian. And over a period of time, God completely healed her of her depression, so much so that she went on to have a number of other kids. And I remember looking at this woman and thinking, my goodness, You are a trophy of God's grace. You are a demonstration that people can get through the severest storms. That's her testimony, friends. That's her story. When she tells other people that, it's going to give people tremendous hope in their lives. So we can't minimize what people go through, minimize what you might go through. So if there are teenagers in the house, I might be the only one, but uh, there may be one or two others in here. I just want to say it won't always be this dark. Your life won't always be this hard. If you've got teenagers, tell them that. They need to hear it because it gives them hope moving forward. So what does soaring look like? And we talk about, oh, soar like eagles. And I wonder if you've, any of you have even thought it through. What does soaring look like through your storm? Let, let me share with you some of the thoughts that I have about what soaring can look like. Uh, the greatest soaring of all is you get closer to God. You come into a deeper relationship with God. Friends, don't minimize the, the, the 
exponential value and success of a deeper relationship with God. It's just, it's, it's, to me, it's the top of the tree. It's, it's the mountaintop that, that you get to. You may grow in faith. That's a great thing, isn't it, through your storm. You grow in faith or trust in God. Here's a good one, is you increase in prayer. <laughs> you know, there's nothing like a storm to get you on your knees. Has anyone else discovered that one? When my dad was given terminal condition, three weeks to live, that's when I learned to pray. That's when I learned to fast. That's, that's been the key to me soaring in many areas in my life like an eagle because of prayer. Maybe you get a greater hunger for this book. Suddenly you think, man, I, I, need, I, I need the word of God. I need to know what God says because, you know, a trial forces you into the things of God. Maybe, maybe it might be repentance. God gets your attention. You think, ah, better sort that out in my life. <laughs> I want God to bless me and work in me. I can't keep that attitude going. I can't keep that area of compromise going in my life. There's just so many areas, isn't there, in which, which the, that, that we saw like eagles in a saw. Maybe uh, one of the things for you is that you learn perseverance. Perseverance? What's that? You, there's no quitting me. <laughs> That's what you're saying. I, I just keep going. You walk through the valley of the shadow of death. If, you hold, if perseverance is the way you learn to soar, you hang into that perseverance, you just keep going and keep going and keep going. Eventually, <laughs> you come out the other side. Eventually, you come out into a better place. Tell the person next to you, eventually, you get through the valley. Come on, just tell them. They need to, if you just keep going, you just keep going, you get through it. Who needed to hear that today? Hey, eventually you get through to the other side. There's a lot of ways in which, uh, another way we become uh, that you saw is you become more fruitful. More fruitful. Remember that um, when Jesus took the bread, right? We, how many of you love the story of feeding the 5,000? Yeah, don't you love that story? Yeah, let me just give you, back it up a little bit. <laughs> so Jesus gets the bread, he blesses it. What does he do next? He breaks it. <laughs> he crushes the bread. <laughs> and then he feeds the multitudes, See, it's after you've been crushed that you can feed the multitudes. That's one way in which you saw. Look, listen carefully. No storm with God is a waste. No storm. The blessings on the other side of the storm make the storm worthwhile. Now, that's not to minimize your storm. I'd never want to do that because you'd get very mad with me, I know, if I did that. But there's one other area of soaring that I want to talk about that really connects with what's happening in the world today. And that is moving in the power of God as a result of a pandemic or a storm. Alexander Dowie, 1875, he's in Sydney. He's pastoring a church, of a very small church. I don't know, maybe 70, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 people, maybe a bit more than that. When he's pastoring that church, the Sydney pandemic, flu pandemic hits back in those days, very, very serious. In a matter of two weeks, he buried 40 people in his church. Two weeks, small church, probably half the church he's buried. And he got, he got thought, God, what on earth is going on here? He began to cry out to God. He said, God, you're a God of healing. Well, you know, I'm burying everybody. And God gave him a revelation in the midst of a storm of Acts 10:38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. He went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. Acts 10, 38. Faith rose in his heart. 
That moment, there's a knock on the door. And uh, this woman comes in and says, Mary is dying, another one of his, his, his congregation. So he races around to Mary's place. You know, he's mad at the devil. And he just yells out, in the name of Jesus. And Mary crashes to the floor. And the mum thought, she's dead. She gets up, totally healed by the power of God. From that day on, he never buried another person in his church. And he became the father of the healing movement in God and led the world across the globe in the whole healing ministry. And friends, it all came out of a massive storm and a massive pandemic. It's my prayer that as a result of our current pandemic, there's gonna be a release of God's power like we have never, ever seen before. Church history tells us that during pandemics and plagues, the church often stepped into revival, into growth, and into the supernatural power of God. They say that during the Azusa Street revival, that was when there was a, a pandemic then. There was a pandemic during the time of Luther. There was a pandemic during the time of someone else. I can't quite remember what was his name, Um, Spurgeon. There was a pandemic there. So when these great storms were hitting, these men and women of God were rising to exponential heights in God. It's just amazing what God does through a pandemic. And so we gotta believe God that he's gonna release a healing anointing right now. And I pray that as a result of this current pandemic, friends, that there is a release of revival There is a release of the power of God. There is a release of church growth and that we do not allow offenses, disunity, division, anger, fear to deny us of of rising and soaring like eagles as a church and as individuals because the will of God is that through this pandemic, we as a church and we had a sort of greater heights than ever before. Tell the person next to you, let's not be denied what God wants to do. Wouldn't it be tragic? Instead of the church rising, kind of drifts away. Instead of the church growing, it decreases. Friends, we've got to make sure that does not happen in our, as a result of what's been going on right now. Just keeping an eye on the time here. I read this, sometimes you suffer in invisible ways. So you're not bleeding, <clears throat> no one can see your scars because your heart is broken. So there's no paramedic gonna turn up because you're not bleeding. You're not gonna go to the A&E because what are you gonna tell them? I read this, the same part of the brain that processes physical pain processes emotional pain. The same part of the brain. The pain that you feel from a broken heart is just as intense as you feel from a crushed leg. And so emotional pain. And see, that's one of the struggles, isn't it? I mean, I look around this congregation today. Thank you so much for coming. You're looking awesome. Now, if you've got a bandage on your knee, I know what's going on, or on your arm. But I can't see the emotional pain. I can't see how much you're hurting. You know, I was talking to someone the other day, another pastor from overseas, and... I think the thing that's changed me the most, or the area in which I've changed the most in the years of serving God is 
is growing in more compassion. I'm a long, long way to go. I'm still here. I need to get to there. But, but a realization of the, of the pain and the struggles that people have in their lives and being more aware of that and being more compassionate now than in previous times. We can't underestimate. And the, the thing is with emotional pain, and so that's a storm, but you can't see it. But we've still got to do everything we can to minister into that storm. You know one of the characteristics of eagles that really got my attention is that because of a storm, <clears throat> an eagle can fly to greater heights than if it never faced the storm. So it actually needs storms to get to the highest places. Listen carefully. You know, as Christians, my understanding now of Scripture is we actually need storms to get us to the place, the highest heights that God has got for us, to release the fullness of our potential. I don't know how it works quite, but it seems to me this is the teaching of Scripture. We need the storms to get us to exactly where God wants to get us. Now, I'm not saying God sends every storm, all right? So don't, don't try and make this too doctrinal here. But it, this kind of explains why so many of the greats in this Bible, in the Bible, they were all crushed. Why, were they all, why did they all have to get crushed? Why did Jesus have to get crushed? Joseph and David and Moses and the, you know, the whole Paul and the whole shooting box. It seems to me that somehow, through the storms of life, this is what the truth of the eagle is. It has to have the storm to get there. And I guess sometimes I think in our lives, it kind of works that way. We just got to have the storms. It's getting very quiet in this place, but anyway, I think I'll just keep going anyway to get to where God wants to get us. I was thinking about this. You think of King David. He lived in a time of war, battle after battle after battle. And he, what, became Israel's greatest king. Solomon followed him. Guess what? Solomon lived in a time of peace. There were no battles. It was a time of rest. And he completely messed up his life. Isn't that incredible? He got addicted without storms. <laughs> you know, he got all these wives and concubines and all the rest. But he just completely messed up his life. See, there's something in the battles of life. It locks us more into God and takes us to where God wants to take us than we realize. So try not to despise the storms that come your way or come my way. So as I begin to wrap this up, are we doing all right, by the way? It's pretty quiet out there today. Is it? I thought you've had an extra hour of sleep. You should be more awake, not, not more asleep. Come on, Joe, I haven't heard you once yet. Oh, thank you. <laughs> amen. What were you saying, amen? No, don't go there. Well, you'll get confusing. All right. <laughs> oh, it's so good being in the house with everybody, isn't it? Just, you, can, uh, you know, when I'm just talking to a, a, a camera, you know, you can't joke with a camera. It kind of doesn't laugh. It just doesn't, you know. You can't say, hey, smile, camera, and it, it just doesn't smile. It's, a, it's an ugly thing, actually, a camera. But anyway, look, no, no. <clears throat> So this is what I want to talk about for a few minutes. This is really probably the crux of the message. You have to identify the wind currents, that's what I'm going to call them, that God wants you to use that are going to help you fly to greater heights in your storm. 
So you got a storm, and you say, Pastor, well, what do I do in the storm? How do I get through the storm? Well, the currents God's going to give you are going to vary. They're going to be different from time to time. Sometimes God will speak specifically to you to use a certain current. I remember a storm that I went through oh, some years ago, I don't know, five, six, seven, ten years ago maybe, and it was terrible. It was just terrible. I'm not going to tell you what it was like because it's mine. It's personal. But it was, <laughs> it was really tough, and I just couldn't get through it. And I, I prayed and I cried out to God. I did everything I knew to do. I followed all the formulas and all the rest of it. And then one day God spoke to me and he said, the, the, the weapon you used to, or the current you've got to use in this one is praise. And I thought, okay, let's have a go. So I just, I, I just began to praise God as best I could and lift my heart and voice and how great is our God and what I did. Do you know what? The breakthrough, the victory, it's almost immediate. I think it was the same day. After Weeks, months, I don't know how long it was of trying to get through the storm. I just couldn't get through it. And God said, no, no, the key is praise. So my go-to current, <laughs> and we all have go-to currents. I don't know what yours is. You're my go-to current. You'll probably be able to tell me. My go-to current is prayer. If I face a storm, I just go to prayer. And if it's a really bad storm, I go to fasting. You know, And that normally can get me through most of the storms. But it's going to vary. It's going to vary for different people. What about Thanksgiving. My executive assistant, Sala, she used the current of thanksgiving when she lost her husband, went through the grief and the tragedy of losing her husband, left with four young children to raise. Now listen to this, folks. I was talking to her about it on Friday because I thought I want to get this right. She said to me, the key moment for her, and it'll be different for everybody. I'm not saying this is the key for you. The key moment for her was she thought, I've got to count my blessings. So she started counting her blessings. And as she said this, she said to me, I realized I'm better off than the homeless people on the streets. Mm, okay. Then she said, I'm better off than a husband that is never around and don't know what he's doing. And I'm better off than this and I'm better off than that. And that, that attitude of thanksgiving, she's one of the most thankful people I know. And that's what got her through you know, grief that many of us, you know, it's an extreme level of grief, especially when you had the four young kids into it. <clears throat> she became better, not bitter. She soared like an eagle. And look, my staff will testify to this as well. She is one of the most joyful people we have on our staff. Go figure. That's the God we serve. That's the God we serve. He can get you through the most severe storm, uh, the most difficult storm that you might think that you might have to face. What, what would your current be? It might be praise and worship. Here's another one. For Adrian, you all know the dark time through the Philippines. Very dark time. Do you know what the current that got her through? She locked into this book. <laughs> and, you know, by being in this book and memorize Psalm 91... That's the current that got her through the storm and out to the other side. There's so many other currents that we could talk about. Um, you know, maybe your current is faith. Um, but here's another one. We're going to get this from the life of Jesus, and that is the promises of God. That may be your current to use. You get a promise from God, or you get to the promise of God through the word of God. <clears throat> so reading the life of Jesus, Matthew 20, 18 to 19, we're going up to Jerusalem. And the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge him and crucify and to crucify. And the third day he will rise again. So Jesus stepped towards Jerusalem 
with the promise of God in his heart that on the third day he would rise again. I'm talking to someone in this gathering today, and I'm saying that the third day is heading in your direction, and you are about to rise again and step into a future that is better than your past. The third day is closer than you realize. So if you're walking a Jericho road towards Jerusalem, and you're facing crushing in your heart, I want to encourage you, get the Word of God, get the promises of God, because they will give you strength, and they will give you courage to walk through your journey and come out the other side and rise again on the third day. Here's another current for you, deeper surrender. Hmm. A lot of amens on that point. A deeper surrender. You know what Jesus did, don't you? He said, Lord, this cup can pass from me. Please, please. The answer was no. So he got up and he faced his storm. And then what happened? Angels came and strengthened him. Do you know what? When you respond right to a storm, supernatural help comes your way. Supernatural help comes your way. Supernatural help. Who am I talking to? You're saying, I haven't got the grace for this. Come on. Grace is available. Grace is available. Grace is available. Otherwise, I'm wasting my time preaching the gospel and the good news. His grace, my grace, is sufficient for you. That's the Bible. It's black and white, friends. We've got to believe it. We've got to lay a hold of it and, and grab it into our lives. But when we respond right. See, one of the problems, we don't respond right and there's no grace. So make a decision today. Make a good response. That doesn't minimize what you're going through, but make a good response as you're doing. Hey, look, our Tim, dear brother Tim, very sitting here right now listening to this message. I hope it's all right, Tim. But, uh, you know, he responds right. So the grace of God on his life, that doesn't make it easier, but the grace of God is just unbelievable. But it all comes down to a good response. And one of the things he always said right at the beginning, right, he said, God will get me through. God will get me through. God, he was preaching to all of us. And we should have been preaching to him, but he was preaching. I think he started telling me, God will get you through this. God will get you through this. So no, that's, another, that's how God does it. So this is my last verse for you. Jeremiah 32, verse 17. Our Lord God, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. As you face the future, I want you to have on your lips, ah, Lord God, you have made the heavens. There is nothing too hard for you. That's it. Nothing too hard for you. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing is too hard for God. Who needs to hear that today? Is there someone online, in-house? You need to hear from heaven itself that your situation is not too hard for God. No matter how hard your situation is, God is bigger than your situation. God is greater than your situation. God is stronger than your situation. God is more powerful than your situation. God will get you through your situation. Is there anyone who can say with me today, Ah, Lord God, there 
there is nothing, nothing too hard for you. That's the gospel we preach. That's the God that we serve. He's going to get you through. The third day is on its way. The next chapter is better than the last. God's future is brighter for you than what you've faced in the past. You're going to soar like an eagle. This storm is not going to take you down. It's going to take you up. This storm is not going to crush you. It's going to bring you to life. This storm is not going to ruin your life. It's going to step you into the greatest days of your life. Mark it. It's in the Bible. It's the Word of God. This is not just a preacher. This is Scripture. This is Scripture. Friends, that's what we've got to understand. This is not just fancy preaching. This is Bible. This is Bible. This is Bible. Joseph rose to greater heights. David rose to greater heights. Moses rose to greater heights. Paul rose to greater heights. Jesus fulfilled destiny. And they all went through storm after storm. Our Lord God, you have made the heavens and the earth by thy great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing too difficult for you. Come on, say it with me. There is nothing too difficult for you. Say it again. There is nothing too difficult for you. Now say, my storm is not too difficult for you. Come on. My storm is not difficult for you. Now say it with conviction. My storm is not too difficult for you. One more time. My storm is not too difficult for you. The greatest thing that you can do in serving God is to get through your storm and be an inspiration to everybody around you that if God can get you through, he can get them through as well. And that's your greatest message. That will be your greatest testimony. So, the last two years, <coughs> been storm after storm after storm. Shut down, lockdown, knockdown. Some of you had a breakdown. Mandates, vaccine passes. Financial pressures, job losses. What do we do with all that, folks? These are storms. My whole message today is that we ought to use these storms as a church and as individuals to fly higher and further than ever before. And that what the enemy meant for evil, God is going to work it for good. We're not going to go backwards. We're going to go forwards. We're not going to decrease. We're going to increase. We're going to come out stronger, closer to God, and closer to one another. God works every storm for good for them that love God. If God be for us, who can be against us? No weapon formed against us will prosper through our God. We are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. It's time for eagle Christians to arise, and I declare in Jesus' name, let eagle Christians arise now in Jesus' name and show the world that there is a better way. Show the world that there is a true living God who can help us through our storms so that we don't end up bitter, but we end up better. That we don't fall away from things and we don't get crushed down, but we rise to greater heights than ever before. It's time. For you, for me, for eagle Christians to arise in Jesus' name. And what a testimony that will be to the world in which we live. We can do this with God's help in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat>